Grow Great is a city government leadership podcast with Lisa Norris and me, Randy Cantrell. Each week we share insights, experiences, and wisdom to help you and your leadership grow great. Our website is growgreat.com. There's an old quote from Theodore Roosevelt. I start with the premise that the function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not more followers. When you first, when you, when I first shared that with you, what did you think? I thought it was a catch, like a, almost like a catch 22. Cause I agreed in part and agreed and disagreed in part, mm-hmm. but leadership to me, you do, you do have followers because it, it depends on where they're at in the journey. So you, you, you're obviously our goal is to create new leaders and great leaders uh, by education, by being a role model, et cetera. But for a period of time, you are going to have followers. You are going to have followers. And I think a great leader is, is naturally going to have people that will go with them. We've talked about that on other shows that will go with them into the storm and willingly Uh, they, they respect you. They, they trust you. They know that you're going to be there for them. And in some terms, protect them, you know, uh, as we do as leaders. So I do believe you'll create other leaders, but I also believe at some point you are going to have followers and it just depends on where they're at in the journey. Well, for, and if, if this is your first episode for clicking play, thank you. We appreciate it. But for those people and for people that may not have consumed every episode, so share, share your viewpoint, your definition of leadership. Let's kind of define these terms, maybe to start off leaders and followers. Let's start with leaders. Um, leadership. We've, we've always talked about leadership as serving others, um, doing for others, what they cannot do for themselves and leadership by definition is for me is genuinely providing, uh, a, you know, a role model for others, helping them and serving them to grow them up, to become better, to, to serve others, to put others first as you're, you're teaching and training and managing is, is, um, uh, managing tasks, managing, getting things done. Uh, leadership goes far beyond that because it's, it's all about service and service to others, not, not focusing on yourself. And we've kind of summed it up in, in a single word influence. Correct. Influence, positive influence. Okay. Right. And followers. What followers, comes to your mind? You know, I haven't really, I haven't really defined that before, but those would be individuals that in a positive, like you talked about the positive light that, uh, want to, want to go with you because to me, because of the influence, they, they see something in you that they want to that they want to emulate, that they want to have those traits and are trying to learn and understand them. Uh, so they, it's, it's kind of like our podcast, you know, our goal is not to have X number of, of followers, right? We don't, we don't need a number to define the effectiveness of the podcast. You and I are hoping we are influencing thought through the podcast. So it's not about the number. It's about the impact. And to me, Followers in the terms of leadership are looking for impact, teaching, training, coaching, mentoring. That's truly 
in my mind, the types of followers I would hope to have that I am growing them up to be future leaders, whether informal or formal, that they are going to have then an influence on others in their journey as well, different points in their career, maybe, but that would be the long-term that would make me, it's kind of like a mom, you know, that would make me smile to know I have impacted somebody positively in their life mm-hmm. and in their journey. Well, in your comment about the podcast and, and what the, what new media producers, meaning YouTubers and so forth, you know, van, the vanity metrics, the vanity metrics is how many likes did I get? How many shares did I get? How many followers do I get? And it's not that those things are are unimportant, but for us, for you and me in this podcast, yeah, we, we, we really don't care. I, I have told people forever. I got into coaching for one simple reason, because I am naturally wired with such deep empathy and things are so personal and my work it's, it's a bad, bad, bad business model because it doesn't scale at all. And I just don't care about scaling. Because human impact for me isn't about scaling. I'm not that guy who wants to be up on some stage doing a keynote presentation. I'm more comfortable just one-on-one deep, deep conversations. And so I've, I've leaned into that, that old parable of the starfish, uh, that we've talked about before, you know, a beach, thousands of starfish, little boys throwing them back in the ocean. One at a time, an old man comes up and says, son, what are you doing? And he said, I'm saving these starfish, sir. And he's like, you can't make a difference. I mean, look at it. The whole beach is filled with these things. He picks up a starfish, throws it in the ocean and says, well, it made a difference to that one. And that's for me, the barometer of all this, but lest we think that this is about, it's not a popularity contest, but there is value. So if I'm going to be a follower, I think back to the leaders that I really most admired and the people that I wanted to emulate. And even before emulation was the people I wanted to learn from, I just believed that they could bring me value. I believe they could teach me some things. I believe I could learn some things from them and it may be worthwhile right here to insert. And I, I felt safe enough in a non-work related way to approach them in a work related way, which is really what we're talking about. Our careers in city government, our careers in, in city management, whether we're there or whether we're aspiring to be there is who can we put in our life? Who can we surround ourselves with? That's safe. They're safe enough for us to follow. They're safe enough and they're valuable enough that we can look at them. Even if we're doing it, here's the great thing about leadership. You can even do it from a distance. It's got nothing to do with a pandemic. You know, there are people right now in the city of grand Prairie, where you are and Steve die, the current city manager is influencing some people and he's got no way of even knowing it because they're just watching. They're just paying attention. So there's that element of it too. Well, and that's what's so important because when we talk about followers, there's really their journey all depends on how they choose to act right along. I mean, do they choose to just listen and do nothing with it? Do you choose as a, as a follower to listen intently and then apply you like you get in a situation and you apply a little nugget of what you have learned 
And through that, you either fail or you rise or you say, okay, that didn't work, but I'll try again. And even now, Randy, you and I likely have, we are following somebody. We are listening into somebody to still continue our learning because it doesn't stop. It's not a destination. It's not like I say, oh, we're doing a podcast. I have arrived. And now I need to do nothing else except do the podcast because I know everything, which is false, (laughs) right? We want to truly, all of us, I would hope as leaders want to continue to, to learn. We want to continue to explore, to investigate, to grow and stretch because great leaders want to be better ones, in my opinion. And I hope the same for our followers, that the followers who are watching us and listening in, not just to the podcast, I'm talking generally in leadership, whoever it is you are watching and you are, you are following because of what you said, trust, respect, um, just what they bring to the table. I'm hoping those, those individuals also learn and, and try to um, grow and apply those things so that they can become better. Because guess what? Somebody is also watching them and they have followers and it just goes on and on and on. You got any, you got any memories, any recollection of, of a great leader that served you that, that you, you may have felt yourself as a follower, you know, whether it was formal, whether it was formal or not, you just somebody that you admired, whether it was directly or indirectly, whether it was from close up or from a distance. And at some point, whether, whether a relationship in, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of some of the old men in my life who've they've left the planet. They died. Uh, some of them died a long time ago. Some of them died, you know, a bit more recently, but gone now. And while I never thought of myself necessarily as their disciple, they were men I looked up to. They were men that I looked to, to, to learn. So I wanted to learn what they could teach me. I sought that out and I can't say that I'm a follower of theirs anymore because they're gone. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's one, that's one illustration. You got any, any, any stories like that, that leap to your mind? Well, I think generally my former boss, which was Ben Blair, um, I don't know if I've even talked about him to you before, but he was my director for several years, gave me the opportunity at Grand Prairie. He hired me in 2006. He had only been here a month, came from Tyler, um, and he had a psychology background and was, a. Uh, yeah, I call him, I mean, to me, he was kind of your personality. He was He was kind of a a quiet guy, but when he said things, he had good things to say. He never told me how to do anything. Very curious before I knew what curious was, right? That I've learned through you. And when he hired me, I remember saying, just in the interview, we connected almost instantly. And I said, Ben, you know, I'm super excited about being having the opportunity to do a management job because I was just an analyst at the city of Carrollton, just a benefits analyst. Um, and I, I say just, be, you know, because it was a kind of an entry level professional job doing one thing. Right. And he gave me the opportunity. I said, I know nothing. This, this is a manager job over risk. This is a management job over employee relations. I haven't been specifically assigned to any of those. I don't know anything about them. 
And I remember him saying, you don't have to know about them. Those can be taught. What I need is integrity, character, and somebody who's gonna, who's got perseverance because we've got a lot of change to do. Are you that? And I said, well, I'm absolutely that I'm loyal. Uh, I can learn anything. And I just need somebody who's willing to teach me with patience um, and, and help me, you know, see through when I don't know what I'm doing. And, and he absolutely did that for the time I was under him. He ne- he'd bring me in. He knew what I wanted. We've talked a lot about that. Talk about service. He knew where my gaps were and he put me on projects to, he said, just, just bring to the table your thoughts. You don't have to know about it. Just listen, observe and bring good thoughts to the table to make us better, better tomorrow than we are today. That's your goal. And so that influence really was my first, because I, I did not have a good leader in the private sector, uh, very self-focused, very self-centered, um, wasn't worried about the team, was more worried about going golfing, uh, wouldn't look you in the eyes when you're talking to him, practice his golf swing while you're trying to talk to him. You know what I mean? So I saw complete two examples of somebody willing. I wanted to follow Ben and I didn't hardly know him when he hired me. But instantly I wanted to be part of him teaching me the way to lead well, not just lead, but lead well. And he impacted me for many years. Um, and, and in fact, we, we haven't been in touch recently, but we, I see him occasionally at retirement parties and things like that. And he had a huge impact on me as a leader because he was compassionate. He was empathetic. But he had a, a, a strong sense of standards that he said, you'd never, you never lower your standards, your standards are your standards and they need to remain that way. Right. Don't, don't lessen them because of demands. You, you keep a rigid uh, character and integrity and that needs, that needs to survive you because everybody sees it, whether you think they're watching or not. So of all things, hold that high. And it, that just stuck with me forever that, you know, I just need to be a woman of character and a woman of integrity and to lead that way and lead my team. And he was genuine. He said, just like you have told me, he said it in different words, lean into who you are. Do not try to be me. You be you and be the best you you can be. And, and I remember that and have tried to practice that, you know, over time. And the year that this conversation first happened was 2006, you said? 2006, correct. He hired me as a manager and taught me and grew me up. And so here we are in 2022 and you are the director of human resources for the city of Grand Prairie. And the description that you use to describe him to me sounds just like you. Really? So, you know, leadership producing more leaders. Right. Before we hit the record, Lisa and I were just kind of catching up with some stuff and kind of talking about this idea we are both parents and we are both grandparents and there were times when our kids mimicked and followed and emulated. And then there's a time when they grow up and we're putting, we're, we're putting the work into the fact that they will do that. We want that to happen. It can be a painful process. We want them to be good humans. Yeah. We want them to be good (laughs) humans and we want them to be independent. We don't want them to rely on us always and so i think of this quote i start with the premise that the function of leadership is to produce more leaders not more followers 
all of us as leaders, good, bad, or ugly, started as followers. I mean, we we had to learn an awful lot. Right. And we needed somebody to teach us. And I would add to the conversation, this isn't singular. I mean, you think about all the aspects of your life and all of the leadership influences that you have in your life. And it's not like there's this one person. I doubt there's just this one person at work. Even if that happens to be your boss, there are likely a number of people that you may admire and you may look to and think, I like the way they roll. I'd, I'd, I'd like to be, I'd like to do that more, or I'd like to do this better. I mean, so this is not a, uh, this is not a thing where, well, I want to be your leader kind of a thing, which I think those people that get fixated on a popularity contest, number one, it's self-focused because they're only thinking about themselves. It's their ego. It's their pride. You know, they want people to bow down to them. They want people to kiss their ring or whatever. They want the followers. I, I joke with friends I've got that are, that are public speakers and promote themselves as thought leaders. And I've never loved that phrase. I, I hate the phrase, in fact. And I joke, and I'm like, I am not a thought leader. Listen, I have trouble leading my own thoughts. Why would I want to be responsible for, <laughs> for leading yours? But yeah, there are true. people that get really jealous, you know, if, if like, if you're seeking my counsel, well, uh, you know, and they find out, well, you, you sought somebody else's counsel. Well, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, you, you asked me what I thought, you know, that's where I think this whole thing goes really south really quickly. But again, in our, in our leadership recipe, we start with humility and that kind of behavior from a leader, humility is out the door. Now it's all about them, the leader quote unquote, uh, and them trying to amass followers. So in that context, yeah, I agree with Teddy. <laughs> and you know, it's interesting because as you're, as you're talking about that, I think as we, we can also all look at those leaders you talked about that you're, that you respect and yeah, I can learn something from them, but you also learn things you don't want to do because I, I can't think of any leader that was absolutely perfect because I don't think it is, it exists. Well, you have to pick up on the traits that are important to you and the things that you see you can learn from. Uh, a good example just happened recently is, um, you know, in my, in my journey, trying to expand knowledge and, and expose me to situations in hopes that I can, you know, eventually either become an ACM, et cetera. We've talked about hopefully here, but it may lead elsewhere. I don't know where life's going to take it. And Steve and Cheryl are on that educational journey with me to, to expose me. Well, one of the things that I haven't had a lot of exposure to, but I'm watchful about because Steve, Steve and Tom, both my former uh, city manager, Tom Hart, both of them are expert with council relations, leading council, even when it's difficult or controversial and keeping them uh, educated on the topics, knowing when to be silent and allow them because they are, they, they are, are really are over we're all bosses, right? They, they lead our city and we have to, we have to carry out their mission of what they want accomplished. We as staff have to do that. And we were at budget workshop 
and there was questions that came about, um, and, uh, and, and there were some comments, you know, made that they, that they are allowed to make not good, bad, or indifferent, but could have been, we could have reacted to as a staff, Steve could have had a different approach, but he sat quietly and went back to the facts and went back to, okay, what I'm hearing from council is this is a priority for me, for you. Let us see. Cause they were, they were getting, I call it getting into the weeds. They were saying, yeah, we need to do this at this specific place. And he said, well, that, that can be bond money. That may be other, we may have one-time money. Let's, why don't you let us as staff research that and bring you back options. But he also let them debate it well when he could have stopped the conversation. And as I watched that, there were times when it, you know, even the, the council members might have been having dialogue, uh, intense dialogue, not, not arguments, but intense debate going back and forth because we've got great council members. We're fortunate to have that, but they had strong perspectives and beliefs. And I watched him navigate that expertly. And he's not been a city manager for long, but he was a police chief. So I'm sure he had to do that in that world. So, so watching that, do I want to do everything and have every trait that Steve has? No, but it's not because I don't respect it. It's just because there are things that I want to learn from him that he does really well. And then I talked to him afterwards and said, man, you did that expertly. I, I appreciate that. And then he gave me more insight. So I could kind of, cause I said, how did you know when to just allow them to debate and not jump into it to stop it? And he, you know, he said, Lisa, we are, we carry out their mission. It was obviously important to them. So I let them run with it because the more I listened the more I could see where the real issue was to address it better. And I was like, how thoughtful, because I thought they were just bantering ping, back ping and forth. Around, yeah. Right. Ping ponging around. That's exactly right. But he had a purpose and a mission that he had learned. Um, and I valued that. Right. There's other things he may do that I don't, that I don't lead that way. And I don't feel the need to change how I do it because he does it a certain way right. because that works for him. And I think many styles can work in many different environments of leadership and there's no one right one. I mean, there may be circumstances that there is a right, but I remember Tom always said, there is more than one right. You've got to pick the best one. That's right. So I think that's very important too, as we consider leaders and followers and where we're at in our journey, also trying to find multiple people that you respect and picking parts of them that we can better ourselves because of them. Well, that's why the, the, the relaunch of, of this podcast, when we, when we decided to take a really narrow focus to city government leadership specifically, because that's the space that you occupy for the last seven years or so, it's the space that increasingly has become important to me as a, as a coach. It's why we started with the recipe. If you go back to those early episodes, if you haven't done it, at least go back and, and listen and watch the series that we did on the ingredients of the leadership recipe. Those ingredients, you could say, well, that's generic. They may kind of sort of be generic, but they've got, they've got to be implemented. Now, how? Up to, up to you. I watched my grandmother in the kitchen without a recipe, without without a measuring cup expert cook you know but it was it was this much of that and it was this much 
okay, well, that's the way she did it. But I know other people who cook with great precision, different approach. My grandmother was not suited for meticulously taking a teaspoon or anything which she cooked. That wasn't going to happen. It's right. just not who she was. That's right. It was going to be a dash here and a dash here because she was just moving quick and that's just how she was. So yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think there's, there's way, which is why we're not big on giving specific advice or people say, well, what should I do? Listen, that's for you to figure out. And part of, I think the leadership responsibility and part of what we're trying to do with this podcast is to provide some kind of a framework and to be a bit of a, uh, to be facilitators and guides as everybody listening to us and watching us tries to apply what we're talking about to their situation, because that's what you're all doing right now. You're all smart and smart people are doing that. And there's nothing self-centered about that. There's nothing egotistical about that. You are trying to apply what Lisa and I talk about and put it in context of your situation so that you can learn something from it. In that regard, we, we are providing a bit of leadership That's right. and you are following as you're learning so that you can then make your own decision and figure out what you're going to do. Not what we think you ought to do. Cause we're not you, we don't know. And the rewards we talked about the followers and, and this podcast, since you're on that topic specifically is we aren't looking for how many people have subscribed or how many people have uh, on LinkedIn might have looked at it. We use that as a tool to help know we're reaching people, right? That it's expanding because we are reaching more and they're sharing more, but that's not what gives us value. It, I would be surprised if you and I didn't have the same feelings of rewards from the five or 10 or 20 that send a response saying, thank you. This really hit home, you know, just a, a phrase or, yep. Hey, can you talk about, because that has added value to them and they are interested and want to grow. That's really what gives me uh, energy. Yeah, It gives me, it gives me an energy to want to do more because, okay, we did help that one. And people, you know, when I always say, and I told my team, I just hope I've impacted one, one a day, you know, and they're like only one. And that gives you success. And I said, well, today it did today. Well, if, you're the, if you're success. the, if you're the one, it matters. That's right. And, and if, and guess what, if I impacted one today and one tomorrow and one every day or every week, I've impacted, let's say every week, 52 people that year. And guess what? 52 people next year and maybe 65 people. And then over my lifetime, I have made an impact that hopefully somebody became better because of a moment in time or, uh, or watching or listening or learning or asking, maybe I made something better in them. I certainly don't claim to be the one that made their difference, but I hope I made a difference in something. That's, that's what drives me and gives me the energy. It's not about the clicks and it's not about the likes. And I think that's a dangerous place to live from a mental health standpoint. If that is what's driving you, it's almost, you, you almost can't accomplish satisfaction with it because it, you're always waiting for the one negative comment to destroy you 
And I, and I just yeah. think that's a dangerous place to live. Well, it's an impractical reality as well. It was probably over 15 years ago. I'm sitting with a CEO and we're having a conversation very similar to this about impact and a single person being impacted. And I asked him, I forgot what the headcount of his company was, but I asked him, I said, so every employee that you've got, how many people would you suppose are in their family when they go home at night? How many people do you, do you think are in their, are in their household? And at the time he guessed three other humans. So a household of four, I said, okay, so take your head count and quadruple it. Cause that's, and now take all those people who could be impacted. So if you have a positive impact on an employee and that positive impact goes home with that employee, then that employee's family, those other three humans. Okay. They see something. Maybe they follow something. Well, they're not all living on an island. Nope. Those other four people. They talk. So if you take your yeah, if you take <laughs> your head count and you quadruple it, I don't know. You want to quadruple it again? You know, it doesn't take long for us to figure out, you know, this whole this whole human interaction stuff, this whole leadership stuff has got has got long legs that are muscular that can last for a long, long time. Yeah. Think about it. Think about COVID. Yeah. COVID is a silent, has a silent reach. You touch something, you coughed on your hand, you touch something, two other people touch that they touch something else. We saw the impacts of COVID and the spread in a negative way. Right. Yep. And how many people it reaches silently that you did not know about leadership on the positive side is much like that. You have made an impact you may not yet even know about, and then they talk about it, and two more people talk about it, and two more people talk about it, and all of a sudden, those four people, and then it's eight people, and then it's it just keeps expanding exponentially, and it comes back to, hey, did you hear about, you know, Grand Prairie, Steve Dye, Lisa Norris? their program, the epic. I mean, it doesn't matter what the topic is, right. but it can reach people. So if anything, we need to be on alert that no matter what, you are impacting people and you got to figure out, are you doing a good job or a poor job at it and change that, right? Try to make yourself better um, so that you can positively influence. And it's, it's going to be impossible to to hit a hundred percent or hit that target, the bullseye every time that's not practical, but lead well. And I guarantee you will impact. You will impact people. 2006. His name was Ben. Correct. So 2006 Ben sits down with, with little Lisa Norris and has little this Lisa Norris from city of Carrollton <laughs> has, this, has this conversation and, and here we are. And so to think that, that Ben doesn't have some part in, in this leadership. Lisa's no longer his follower, but she once was, and now is spearheading, you know, a really high performance culture, not just in her own department, but in the entire city, you know, but we could say had Ben not had that conversation had been not been the leader that he was, there's little doubt you would not be the leader that you are. That's so correct. I'm going to end with hats off to Ben because the quote is, I start with the premise that the function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not more followers. Theodore Roosevelt.
What's his full name? Ben, I forgot. Ben Blair. Ben okay. Blair Jr. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to give a shout-out to Ben Blair Jr. because he did exactly he did exactly that. And I'm going to shut right. up and give you the last word. No, I, I, I say, you know, be watchful. Um, definitely know where you are at in your journey. You may also be a follower and creating new leaders uh, simultaneously. Continue to do well. Uh, our whole premise make an impact, you know, be that leader that people want to follow and hopefully will eventually become leaders themselves that emulate the good traits in you and the good traits in others. Thanks for watching and listening to Grow Great, a city government leadership podcast. For Lisa Norris, I'm Randy Cantrell. Be well, do good, grow great. The website is growgreat.com.